Jackson keeps it again, trying to stretch to the edge. What a hurdle by Jackson! Highlight reel touchdown! Lamar Jackson does it again! Now, five seconds left. Siva to carry. I'm your host, Robbie Meredith, and today's going to be a tough one, not going to lie. I'm going to be recapping the Houston game, uh, which is mostly why, and this is a tough one because it really crushed the hopes of a lot of Cardinal football fans, and mostly because we don't get to see them in the college football playoff. The key mistakes that we made... There was really four key mistakes that I could get. First, we didn't respect Houston, and it showed. If you look at some of the tweets before and after the Houston game, you can really see it. If you're disrespecting your opponent like that, and you can openly see it on Twitter and all this stuff, and it wasn't even like we were really saying, oh, Houston sucks, all this stuff. It was we were saying, Houston... We were just overlooking Houston, basically, and we weren't, that that's a main way you can disrespect your opponent and lose games, is if you overlook them and think, oh, they're, they're nothing, you know, don't got to worry about them, we got, we're looking forward to the college football playoff, just blew out Wake Forest in the fourth quarter, you know, stuff like that, and it's, it, it's really frustrating to see that kind of loss. Um, my next point why we lost is the offensive line anybody that watched this game knows uh the offensive line who had been great all season had a really poor effort and i think they really got unfairly ripped by the commentators not a big fan of that um not a big fan of any commentating really (laughs) unless it is uh done by paul rogers or tommy heinsen because i'm a big celtic fan so tommy heinsen does the celtics uh broadcast but um, not a big, you know, I just, I get frustrated at some of these commentators sometimes because I'll listen and I'll hear over and over again this kind of, you know, it's such bandwagon commentating. Uh, oh, what one team, the top ranked team is doing great. They'll talk them up. And then if a team starts to be them, they'll talk them up. And it's just, it's hop on the train, you know, it's whatever. They don't care. They don't really care about these teams. They're just trying to make it interesting, basically. And that's what they did. They kind of unfairly ripped our offensive line, and I didn't appreciate that. They, But, you know, they kind of deserved it this game, I'll be honest. Um, with, they allowed 11 sacks on Lamar. And 
This didn't allow him to push the ball up the field. He only had one touchdown pass. It was a Cole. Um, and he didn't have a touchdown run. And we had another field goal. And it looked like we were going to get in the end zone until he fumbled the ball. And that was a shocker to me, but that was rough. And then the defense seemed to really give up. We couldn't get it together. Uh, we couldn't get a three, another three and out at the end of the game when we really, really could use one. Uh, and, you know, we're capable. We just didn't show it this game. And, you know, I guess you could say in a way we got exposed, but really it's more... I, I give a lot of respect to Houston. Uh, I think their coach is great. I think that team, that program, is on the come up right now. But, you know, I, I think part of the problem was James Her- Hearns was on and off the field due to injury, partially. And I, I, I don't know if he'll be okay or not going forward, but that that's a big pain in the side for Louisville defense right there and then the turnover battle we we obviously lost it with three of our turnovers uh we started off the game which really kicked all of this off with you know a a muffed kick we just drop it and uh I believe it was Malik Williams our third string running back why he's back there I don't even know um that should be changed, and it should be changed quickly by Travion Samuel. He should be replaced by Travion Samuel. Uh, that's that's the guy who we need to make plays. He will make plays if you put him back there, and I didn't see a lot of it. So, And then next, reasons to be happy. Because, you know, you got you to gotta walk away with these games. It's, it's grit. It makes you angry. It makes you look back on it like, I can't believe we lost. We had the college football playoff, and it's taken me... <laughs> the reason why this podcast hasn't come out any sooner is because it's taken me a lot of time to get over this Houston loss. And I just got to think, my reasons to be happy. And I had to come up with this because I had to walk away with something. And my reasons are, Lamar is still the Heisman, and he's coming back. That's that's the number one reason. I'm excited about that. That's a good thing. Gives us more opportunity. Gives us a future. We're still going to a good bowl game. We don't know. It's not a great one because a great one would be the playoff. But it's going to be a good one. Uh, Your hope is for the Orange Bowl at this point. Um, We get to crush Kentucky, which is always fun for a rebound game, basically. Uh, That's that's always a blast. And if you're a Louisville fan, you know how much Petrino hates Kentucky. So, And all of us do, too. So, And then... Basketball season is here, so we get to, you know, kind of grit through this back end with a bittersweet taste in our mouth, but basketball season is here, and we can enjoy that too, so that kind of makes up for it somewhat. So, um, that's my Houston post-game type deal. Uh, it's just really, really frustrating not seeing the Defense execute there at the end was my biggest thing because if you watched how many, just letting them get first downs, first down, first down, when we could really use a three and out. You know, we got we did get some, and I'll give the defense a lot of credit. We did get some, and the offense does have to score. That's, that's a big problem. But 
you know, looking back on that, it's like, man, we almost had it. Ah, that just hurts if you're a Louisville fan. That just really, really hurts. And, you know, I that's why I had to come up with these reasons to be happy because I couldn't sit here and just be all sad about Louisville football because it's been a great season. And you you knew as a Louisville fan that this could go out the window at any time if we lost to some random unranked ACC team or, you know, something like this happened where we lose to Houston and they don't look good at all losing to Navy and that. and But we dropped down to 11 and really hurts. Really hurts us big time. We're not getting in. Our biggest hope is that we crush Kentucky and they hopefully move us up into the orange bowl position but um never really been a fan of this playoff committee i thought we should have definitely been three or four spot not counting this houston game if we won against houston i think we should definitely be in but whether or not they would even consider us putting us in was up to them and it was it was terrible by (laughs) the committee not to put us in that leave michigan up there that's just I was in shock of that, but I I really thought we'd finish these two games off great, not just good, great, and to have a game like that with Houston really, really burned us, but, uh, you know, you take it in stride, um, we get to crush Kentucky for a rebound game, and basketball season is here, That's that's always a great thing to look forward to. And speaking of basketball season, I'm going to talk about a a really big upset that happened. This was upset of the year so far. Fort Wayne took down Indiana. It seemed like Indiana never really had control of this game. They were always within reach, but they just seemed to lose it early and then continued to just not take control. And, you know, it was a close game at the end I mean they took them to overtime obviously they they did something right but they took them to overtime and it was a 68 to 71 loss for them and this hurts the at that time number three ranked Hoosiers and really uh really uh that's that was a big uh big shocker for everybody um so the Mastodons took them down, and they finished them off with pretty much free throws. So, um, that was the upset of the year so far. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty more upsets, though, to enjoy as basketball fans. So, next, I'm going to move on to the battle for Atlantis, which Louisville is currently in. And Louisville has been in a tournament battle here uh in Atlantis for the past several years uh in the Caribbean and they barely survived against Old Dominion the other night 68 to 62 um which is a game everybody thought Louisville's uh Louisville's got them they're gonna blow them out they're number 10 don't worry about them unranked Old Dominion but Old Dominion played good Louisville played terrible but give Old Dominion credit they played good against a terrible Louisville team, which made us look bad and them look a whole lot better. Um, 
Old Dominion seemed to be really aggressive and aggravated Louisville all night long on both ends of the floor. And that means that Louisville is going to struggle whenever you play us aggressive uh, defensively and you all slow it down. That's where this Louisville team is going to struggle. In that full-court press and that transition offense and defense, that's where we succeed. But Louisville's going to struggle in that slowdown type game, kind of like Louisville football does. Um, and you saw that with the Duke game in Louisville football. But with Louisville basketball, it looks like it's going to kind of happen that way the same way. So, But there were plays that Louisville found ways to speed it up. Um, with some steals that Donovan Mitchell had. He had seven. Um, Daniel Dell's kind of been a non-factor. First, uh, my points for this game, really, though, that I want to talk about for Old Dominion, is first, the offense was terrible, mostly because Donovan Mitchell is sick, and Daniel Dell can't or, frankly, hasn't proved to be a good, consistent shooter. Mango Mathiang, which is my next point, just playing terrible. Not a capable rebounder. No surprise. Uh, defensively, okay at the best. But struggles at times. Um, and you might as well replace Mango's hands with bricks because he can't score. He's terrible on offense. Uh, he has no game around the rim. Uh, Quentin Snyder is not clutch. Uh, it shows in his shot making, going 4 for 13 from the field. It's not exactly what you want at your point guard, taking 13 shots and only hitting 4 of them. Um, the re- where he got all his points was from the free throw line with uh, with 7 of 11 going down. Didn't even hit all of them there, take care of business at the line, leaving 4. But um, this gave him... 18 points at the end of the day. So it was like, well, I mean, okay. (laughs) But really, he didn't play as good as that stat line reads. Uh, And that's really going to hurt us in ACC play. But when you got to give him credit. On on his good days, he is consistent. I got to give him that. Um, But Quentin really not looking good so far. Um, Donovan being sick, I give him a lot of credit. Um, and as I've said before, he is one of my favorite players. He's my favorite player that's ever come through Louisville. Um, Donovan gave a lot of heart at the end, 15 points after struggling, uh, in the, in that whole first half, uh, got seven steals, seven rebounds as well. And that was pretty much the old Dominion game recap. So that was 68-62. Um, Louisville played absolutely terrible. I'm surprised they won the game, actually. Um, they somehow found a way. Uh, Wichita State versus Louisville, they played today. And Louisville played better, like I predicted. I predicted Louisville would come out shooting strong, and they did. Um, after the poor performance against the Monarchs, uh Ding had 11 points. He went 3 for 4 on threes and went 2 for 2 on free throws. So, 
he was much improved, but he fouled out at the end of the game, which when you foul out, that does not help your team at all. It makes your team a lot worse, uh, especially without their one of their starters in the game. But Dingendale has been kind of a non-factor, but he got 11 points, but they're pretty much all threes or free throws. And then after that, we played a much better game. Um, we are more aggressive. We finished this one off against a good Wichita State team full of shooters. Don't take this Wichita State team for granted. They're very good. Um, you got to give them credit. I don't care if they're ranked, unranked, whatever. Don't go by that. They are a very, very good team. They're quality. Um, so this was a good little test for Louisville to see if we could stay. You know, we really controlled this game. 62-52, that's, that, that holds pretty true. It was... It was sometimes we had a bigger than 10-point lead. Sometimes we had a little less than 10-point lead. Um, but we really controlled it. We never really gave them big runs or opportunities to score. You know, there was the occasional, uh-oh, but then we got it back, and we were okay. Um, so then, after that, I got a preview tomorrow's game against Baylor, which is this is going to be really interesting because... Um, this is, I, I know this is way too close to tell, but in the whole ESPN bracketology, uh, thing, they have Louisville with a large chance of playing Baylor in the NCAA tournament. So I'll be watching this game particularly close. Uh, Jonathan Motley is the player to watch this game. He's big and bad. We need Jalen and Honest to step it up. That's the only thing that's going to shut this guy down. This guy is a offensive and defensive beast. He's gonna. He's basically a skinnier version of Montrez Harrell, and I think you'll see that this game. He's not quite as aggressive as Montrez was, because I mean, it. Face it. I mean, there's. It's pretty hard to get more aggressive than Montrez Harrell whenever you try to get 100 dunks or whatever it was in a season, he said. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, Montrez, he was angry. But this guy, <laughs> I was watching him, and I was like, I was pretty impressed. He's he's taller, he's skinnier than Montrez. Um, Montrez had a little bit more bulk to him, but this guy, got to watch him. He's good. He's very, very good. So don't underestimate this Baylor team. Just because they say number 20 doesn't mean they play like number 20. And just because we say number 10 doesn't mean we play like number 10. And that's that's the biggest thing this battle for Atlantis thing is proving right now. And uh, I was just watching a tournament tonight, the one in Las Vegas. And, and I was watching another team almost get upset there at the end number eight Arizona almost get upset by I believe it was Santa Clara and that game ended up being 61 to 68 leave 68 at the end but yeah they just they never scored another point at the end Santa Clara did so Arizona you know wins that one and I was kind of hoping for an upset there because maybe shift Louisville up a spot put them up one or two more spots but oh well um, I'll take it. Uh, with a close game there, it was fun to watch. Um, but 
my next and really final thoughts are what we have to do before ACC play. This team that we have right now is young, and they show it because one game they can come out with an offensive and defensive explosion. One game they can come out exclusively with a defensive explosion. And one game they can come out exclusively with an offensive explosion. So you're thinking, should I go ahead and trust uh, this this team to finish business at home and away games? And I would say not yet. They're not good enough yet to take care of business on the road or some occasionally at home probably so we need to very very closely watch this whole Louisville basketball team as they progress and think these points could change what I have right here but here's what I have so far and I could change these throughout the year because you never know injuries to mistakes by these guys or you know just not looking good not finishing plays all kinds of things could factor into this. So, but this is what I have so far. So, so far, I notice, you know, Mango's not really playing that good. And, you know, I know about the whole broken foot stuff and all that, but Mango was never really that great. And I notice whenever Mango gets a rebound, he likes to bring it low, very low, below the knees. And that's how you get it stripped. I watch him bring it down, and he gets it stripped a lot of times. He loses the ball. He loses control. And he can't hang on. He's not very good at hanging on to the ball. Now, when I watch Honest come in the game, he's almost better than everything that Mango is. He's he's better on offense, for sure. Uh, post play is great. Defensively, he's a better shot blocker than Mango is this year, I've seen so far. He is a better shot blocker than Mango Matthew, which surprised me. The only thing that Mango does better than him, the only thing, is taking charges. If you watch Mango in the game, he will take. he's willing to take a charge, and he's always done that. that that's one big thing about Mango. That's fun, fun about him. So, but I would say... Either Honest Mahmood needs to be a starter or he needs to have a lot more minutes than he's getting right now, which he is getting a lot of minutes because, frankly, Mango gets two fouls like that, so it's kind of expected. But I think Rick is like, well, he's my co-captain. Um, I want to start him badly. But, you know, <laughs> if he, you know, I, I don't think Rick Pitino is afraid to not start him. I think that he'll, he's willing to do it. So, with that in mind, I think Honest Mahmood would be better off starting, in my opinion, um, but definitely playing more minutes than he is right now. Like, get more than Mango, honestly, is what I would do. But I would just start him. Um, but I'm not in Rick Patino's shoes. I don't see what happens behind the closed doors. All I know is what I see on the court, and that's what I—that's what I know, and that's what I see. Better play from Honest Mahmood. Um, we need to get Ryan McMahon more minutes. Ryan McMahon was a very, very, very good player in high school. 
I think he's almost as good a shooter as he is passer. He's a very, very deadly three-point shooter, and I think that he's a good drive-and-kick guy. So that will help us with guys like Ding tonight, who played Wichita, who was hitting threes. That will help us in those types of situations. Um, but I think Riot needs to have more of an opportunity. He ha- he needs more of that chance to get involved and really believe in himself. I believe he can be a game changer for this team, and he adds a lot. He adds a lot of that good passing and shooting, and he's. I see him as a very quality point guard. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Quentin's terrible. I've I kind of ripped Quentin, but. At the end of the day, Quentin's, Quentin is very consistent when he's at the Yum Center, and I've noticed that. But there's those games where Quentin just is not on his game, and he's not playing good. Going 4 for 13 isn't particularly how to help your team. So I say Ryan McMahon deserves more minutes especially after something like that. And I see Rick Pitino using that as kind of like a a lesson teacher. Also, he's using Ryan McMahon right now. You see him in the game to teach Tony Hicks not to shoot so much. Tony Hicks has really been that type of guy that will come in off the bench and just throw up a bunch of shots, and I've noticed that. So if he's going to just do that and not pass, then (laughs) he ain't going to start him. So just... Keep that in mind if you're wondering where Tony Hicks is. Um, Donovan, he's got to get healthy. He's got to get healthy for us to be competitive in this ACC season. Donovan needs to get back to his normal athletic self. I've noticed he's playing a lot below the rim. He de- he's not getting up. If you watched him any last season, he got way up above the rim. He was throwing stuff down left and right. He was making crazy shots, crazy athleticism, and it almost looks like he's drained out there. Just so drained, tired. You know, just not his normal self. And, you know, <laughs> but he's still got that hustle, man. He went to the floor tonight for a big uh, jump ball, and it was so impressive. Um, but he really needs to get that competitive spirit back and have that with because I think the sickness is really taking it out of him and I think we'll see that I think that will come back and I think we will see a great rest of the season for Donovan Mitchell once this whole illness goes away um then moving on one more or two more actually Ding has to hit shots Ding Adele has got to hit his shots. I haven't seen him prove it to me yet that he can. And not only does he have to hit shots, he's got to get to the rim. In his game, in game, okay? He can't just get hit shots in the game and then get to a rim in a different game and then he's going to hit threes this game or he's going to you don't want to be one dimensional as a player. I want to see Dingadell be more than one dimensional. I want to see him get to the rim at least once a game, and then hit an outside shot once a game. If he does that, then I am totally fine with Ding Adele being in the starting lineup. If he doesn't, I would move him out and put VJ King in. It's that simple. VJ King is playing great off the bench, and I, I honestly would consider it right now. 
because all I've seen is this one-dimensional Dingadell who occasionally will get to the free throw line off of a shot. But I mean, he's not even he's not getting above the rim, getting those dunks. I mean, you're playing against teams like Old Dominion, man. And I know we were all having a bad game. All the Louisville players were having a terrible game. But you gotta, gotta, gotta. I mean, at least make a solid, you know, a solid attempt to get way up there, get some good good field goals going and then get outside and hit a good hit at least one three man for all that you took he took a ton and he did not he just really struggled um but yeah that's really what i want to see from dingadell or put vj king and get him some experience I've, I've only seen good from vj so and there's a couple things that he's missing but that's a normal freshman thing and he's missing a lot less than the average freshman would and I'm noticing that in VJ King so I think he's going to be a really important piece this season um moving on to my last and final point is we have have to have to continue our defensive play our defensive play I mean our offensive has been uh pretty iffy but our defense has been something to watch our defense has been pretty aggressive over these several games, and I want to see that continue. I want to see the development of the young guys and how active we can be. Donovan's been a great rebounder. Um, when you're not scoring, he's doing something else, and he's a rebounder. That's why I love about Donovan Mitchell. He's the heart and soul of this team, and he's got to continue, continue, continue to push and make strides. Mango Mathiang, you know, <laughs> I talked about it earlier, but his chart, he, him taking charges, that, that helps us as long as it's not called a block. So, you know, if it's starting to, if he gets too foul, that's how you get quick a quick two uh, fouls on you. So, I would be totally fine with putting Honest in because he's had some great shot, blo- shot blocking. And Honest... If you watch him, he's he's very, very consistent offensively. It seems like he's got that kind of Euro ball type feel where he's he's not as willing to go up for the dunk, but he's willing to do some post kind of play, post fades, hook shots, different types of things like that. So that's where I would use Honest Mahmood is in that starting role as a kind of offensive big man and he really I think it really helped the team if he started um Jalen Johnson I haven't talked a whole lot about Jalen and I need to Jalen Johnson has been a total surprise and disappointment this season (laughs) because he gets you so excited one game and then the next game it's like what happened dude you know so if you're sitting there watching Jalen Johnson and you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, it's going to be another game where he's going to have uh, 10, 10 points, 10 rebounds, double-double, you know, getting excited. Don't get too excited too quick because you never know what Jalen's going to pull out. He could have a 20-point game, 15 rebounds type, <laughs> type play, but he could also have a game where he gets no points and like five rebounds. So, that that's just the typical Jalen game. You never know what kind of play you're going to get out of him. But 
to be honest, he's not he's not terrible or anything. He's he's been a big surprise to me this year and I'm very satisfied with his dedicated improvement and getting better and better. And I think he's one of the guys that's kind of stuck to the weight room, stuck to the Rick Bettino type of teaching your players how to do fitness and condition your body because if you see the difference from him last year to this year he looks way more in shape and I want to see that continue because that only helps him progress as he hopefully gets a position in the NBA so you know I'll this Louisville team they're a great team because they can be the national champions at times but at other times they can be like an unranked team and just play absolutely terrible and completely under their potential it's it's basically up to them they determine their own destiny and this little team really does in games whether they're going to play good or play bad and make smart decisions or bad decisions that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day we still need that leadership. I haven't seen it develop yet. I think it will develop over time. I think the one guy that really needs to show it this year, and if he stays, hopefully next year, um, Donovan Mitchell. I think that is who we're going to really, really need to see show strides in leadership and improvement and this solid um, ability to shoot and score away from the basket, and at the rim. And I think we will see that this year. I think we'll see him improve and come off this kind of slow, sluggish start right here in Battle for Atlantis. And the next guy we really need to see improve is Ding Adele. And in Ding Adele, you have this solid body frame built for defense. And he's he's... Honestly, in my opinion, played pretty good on defense. But we want to see him improve offensively. And we've seen it a little bit, but we want to see it more and more and more. And eventually, he'll get his confidence, his wings under him. Same deal with VJ King. VJ King, he's playing awesome for a freshman, in my opinion. But I want to see him continue his development and just keep pushing, making strides. Because right now, his offense pretty much matches his defensive play. And they're both pretty good especially for a freshman. So I want to see that continue and come over in the next game and next game and next game. And, uh, yeah, so that's my that's my three main players that I want to see improvement from. But overall, we got to continue our defensive play, which has been pretty good. So this has been the Louisville Legends podcast. Whoa, Thank you for joining me this week. <laughs> and hope to see you soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling supreme What's that even mean? It means it's disrespectful for you Just to call me clean It means I'm really about that action Like a movie scene Can't crop me out the picture No, no, I need everything I'm feeling supreme I'm feeling supreme They ask too many questions Like a how but does it mean? It means it's disrespectful for you Just to call me clean It means Dreams. I'm feeling supreme, dare to disagree I told him I ain't smoking
self-esteem just coming off of me I hear they have a problem with me, let me intervene You didn't have a problem when I did it all for free Been cooking for a minute, so I guess it's time to eat